0: Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tapping into another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright, and I am grateful to share this space and talk about some shifts with you. Okay, so can we give it up for um, Mercury Retrograde and all of the fuckery that it's doing? Because honestly, this right here is me going back in time to correct The episode that this was supposed to be, but what I realized didn't even get published. I mean, this specific episode was actually scheduled two months in advance. And so the fact that the whole actual message was not even present after publishing, I just saw the intro and the outro so even though our transformation through relationships series has already begun this episode was intended to be an introduction so i am going to reintroduce um in the way that you didn't even get the introduction in the first place because you know the cosmos doing what they do All right. So if you have already listened to the first episode of the Transformation Through Relationships series, then, you know, you're just going to hear this again. All right. I wanted to do a series around transformation through relationships because relationships, (laughs) like most facets of life, are mirrors are opportunities for growth, opportunities for reflection, opportunities for us to see who we are, opportunities for us to see our strengths, our areas that we can heal, our areas that we can work to accept, and just how we show up in the world. So the episodes that come to follow are really sitting down with folks who are sharing experiences about how different relationships have helped them grow for me i primarily grew up as an only child i had two brothers who didn't i didn't live with and then my mom later in life um birthed me a sister um but for most of my life, I grew up as an only child. So in very many ways, <laughs> I have only child syndrome, which for me is like, me, 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 Attention, attention, attention. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's cool and sometimes it's not cool. It depends on the person you're asking in relationship with me. Um, one but two i learned to or didn't even have to learn it was just very easy for me to be my own friend because i was always an imaginative child and talking to myself and make believe in this and using different voices and all the stuff you know i'm the kid that literally I will make all different voices for my dolls. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Oh, girl, on. don't talk to him. Like, <laughs> I can literally remember these moments, okay? So I have always had the ability to entertain myself. Um, when I was in elementary school, I had some interesting... An interesting set of friends, and there was a lot of cattiness and um, rotating around who we were going to bully and ostracize, include and exclude. And by the end of the fifth grade, once I graduated, I was like, "I'm, I'm not having these kind of friends anymore. Like, I'm not doing that." And so from that point on, I. Never had like dramatic <laughs> friendships, um, so thankfully I learned my lesson early around how to discern the type of people to be friends with, and um, and so in middle school I met two of my best friends, which you know eventually transitioned from more like friend to sister, right? Their their family, I feel that. In relationships, there's people that can know you so intimately, or you can be so attached to, or they can matter so much that they are more like siblings than friends. Um, The comfort is different. The authenticity is different. The trust is different. The integration of them in your family life is different. And, um, And so... You know, having those special friendships in middle school, high school was amazing. College was an expansion of even more. I joined a sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and I learned about sisterhood in a very different way because I was learning about sisterhood in in reference to teamwork and you like remaining having a sense of loyalty for people or making sure that you support people when they need support or you make sure that you stand up for people you make sure that you protect people you make sure that you um, hold a sense of pride um, for the relationships that you value. And so in working with groups of people in different organizations, in different capacities when I was in college, I started to learn about my only child syndrome <laughs> and realizing, oh, Tiffany, you can definitely stand to be more selfless. You could definitely stand to not be so self-centered and to you know make sure that you're being thoughtful of other people i had to learn thoughtfulness i really did when i was in grad school I learned thoughtfulness in a whole nother way because my roommate in grad school, she was that person. Like my mom, when I was younger, always used to tell me, like, sometimes just send thank you cards to people just cuz, or just send cards just cuz, or make sure when you do something, you send a card, duh, 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 duh. And I never was that person. But when I was in grad school, my roommate, she was that person. She would send people cards, and I'd be like, Wow, that's amazing. And Friends that I had in college, they just did like the smallest thing for people. Like, so I had to, I learned how to be a a thoughtful friend. I learned how to be a really compassionate friend from the relationships that I had. So I feel like friendships have always um, taught me how to be a better person, a more reliable person a giving person, a loving person, and then oof, relationships, romantic relationships, Lord. Um, I learn have learned so much about myself through romantic relationships. Again, learning about selfishness, <laughs> learning about my control issues, learning about how I could be really demanding and unfair, learning how i can try to put people in um a place of like high expectancy or high expectations um i've learned how uh, i can try to fit people in my fantasies and then be mad at them for not fitting in there the way i want them to i've learned um How I could be disillusioned. (laughs) I've learned um, that there are wounds that I've had around fear or mistrust of men. I've learned how there are um, different levels of fear that I've had or different levels of anxiety that I've had. Um, I've learned how much romantic relationships mean to me. I've learned how um, acceptance of the ugliest part of somebody is um, really a reflection of like someone's capacity to love. I've learned a lot through romantic relationships and You know, the biggest thing is I've learned how my impact of abuse um, translated into me often operating from a victim mindset. And it's something I'm still working on because it's something that I definitely still fall into. Um, I've learned a lot about my inner child wounds through my romantic relationships so core beliefs like i don't matter i don't um this person doesn't care about me or no one cares about me or i'm not enough um i used to have like very performative task issues because when i was growing up there was a lot of conditions around love and support and acceptance in my family. And so um, I realized how I took that into my romantic relationships. Um, I learned how critical of a person I am of people, especially when I feel afraid of losing someone or feeling like something is going to harm me. I go in a super hypercritical state because like, okay, let me find all the threats. Let me find all the ways. This is not going to work because even if I wanted to, you know, um, I've learned a lot and I've definitely had some beautiful relationships. I've had relationships. I've had a lot of challenge. Um, and, um, but no matter what, I learned so much about myself and I'm so grateful that, let's say around 26, 27 is when I step back to embark on an intentional self-love journey. And so that's when I started becoming really introspective around, okay, what am I doing? How do I see myself? You know, um, what am I allowing? Um, what am I paying attention to, not paying attention to? Um, how am I honoring myself, dishonoring myself? You know, what are my values? What matters to me? And so it's been a continual thing for me. It's been a continual thing. And the greatest thing about romantic relationships is <laughs> i know this sounds kind of twisted but learning the ways that i was the villain learning the ways that um as a old friend would say um how i poisoned the will learning the ways that i've harmed someone learning the ways that um in real life um I'm so much more imperfect than I can see, right? It's easy to look at relationships and and pay attention to how you feel like people harmed you or did this to you and X, Y, and Z. I think it's harder for people to look at themselves and accept, here's the fucked up shit that you did to somebody. Here's the ways that you were unkind. Here's the ways that you were disrespectful, you know? Um, I've learned, I mean, even within the last two or three years i've learned how high highly critical i can be i've learned how impatient i could be i've learned how demanding i could be you know i've learned how immature and sensitive i could be and there's always context for things right um but being able to be in relationship where you see See the depths of your wounds, or are able to really do a lot of shadow work. I feel like those are some of the most beneficial relationships because your shadow can keep you from embracing your light, you know? And so I feel like there's no such thing as wasted time. Whenever you're in a relationship with somebody, like there is always an opportunity to lean into how am i showing up how am i presenting myself how am i being received what am i learning for this from this xyz like i feel like it's just always something so i'm always extremely grateful for the transformations that i've had through um romantic relationships and to be honest like i know uh men that I've dated, they probably think I'm weird because I always have these <laughs> moments in time where like I apologize and they don't even know what I'm apologizing for or like, they're like, okay, that's, it's old. It's, it's okay, Tiffany. But I feel like it's just so important to hold yourself accountable. And sometimes, you know, you don't need to do that with people, but sometimes you, I I think for me, how my, how my karmic stuff is set up. Like I, would prefer to always hold myself accountable with someone to acknowledge if I minimize them, if I harmed them, if I disrespected them, if I did something that negatively impacted them, or even if it didn't negatively impact them. But if I'm like, "Dang, that was fucked up," you know, I like to acknowledge that. And then sometimes I have these like. <laughs> These like strange moments because y'all know I be journaling, right? And so when I journal, it just it it takes me to a lot of places and I just have these reflections. I'm doing better with just sharing them with my therapist. But sometimes I'd be like, I you know, I just want to share this reflection with you that I did in my journal. And it'd be some like hella deep shit that they probably don't want to hear, but I feel like because for my process, I've learned how big storytelling is and how um, bringing to light something uh, removes any um, inklings of shame or embarrassment or self-judgment that it's important for me to share um, because sharing is acknowledgement for me. Sharing is accountability. Sharing is uh, acceptance. Um, sharing is authenticity. And those are the four A's that I have detailed are required to practice self-love. And you can check that out in the five commandments of self-love. But being really serious though, (laughs) um, being able to practice the four A's um, when a relationship comes to completion is really important to me. So transformation through romantic relationships. Now, let me tell you the ones that I get it, the ones that I get it every time, y'all. Oh shit. I mean, every time the familial relationships, listen, because these are not people you choose, right? And so there are different social norms around how you're able to navigate familial relationships especially based off of your cultural background you know and there's so many layers I feel like familial relationships next to romantic relationships are like the ultimate test of what um, acceptance looks like and Acceptance is like tricky because it's not that you accept people's behaviors, but it's more like you accept that they are who they are and you're not going to try to change them. You just choose to dictate how you interact with them. You know what I mean? Um, and so I feel like familial relationships, inclusive of your parental relationships, are can be super transformational, you know? You get to see the bits and pieces that have shaped you every time that you interact with family members, you know, especially those that you're closest to. Um, for me, it's just really interesting because, like, my both of my um, biological parents um, had extensive physical and mental health challenges. Um, and so, thankfully, I have, both my parents have siblings, um, and so when my parents could not be present in the way that they probably wanted to be present, um, or probably idealize being present as a parent when they were younger, um, their siblings stepped up, their parents stepped up, and so I am very much a reflection of like tribal um, upbringing I'm very much a reflection of a little bit of this uncle and that uncle and this aunt and this cousin and you know whatever this grandparent like I'm very much that person so for me you know as I got older um many of my, uncles and aunts or whatnot were uh, parental figures for me. And so I use the term biological parent because um, I had a lot of pseudo parents, even my grandfather, like he was my primary father figure. Um, And so for me, when he died, that was my father dying. My biological father is still alive However, due to certain circumstances, we do not have um, the intimacy uh, that I um, once wanted. You know, um, now I have a, a different relationship in terms of what I want versus just what I accept. Um, and again, it just has taken like a lot of work and. Reflection to even be an adult and interact with those pseudo-parents differently um, and to set the reality of their imperfection or their humanness or um, my imperfection and my humanness and interacting with them and this, that, and the other. And so one of the biggest things with the familial relationships is you really get to see um, your inner child wounds Play out. And the most challenging thing is the generation gaps. You know, what millennials know consciously is so different than any other generation that has preceded us. You know, we are the mental health awareness <laughs> generation. And then those after us, Gen Z, you know, like they are hyper aware and hypersensitive to everything, right? Um, But, like, millennials, like, we are the generation that started talking about the inner issues, like, in a real way and trying to change lifestyles in a real way and trying to shift our choices in a real way, like, you know, they want to get mad at us for not having as many children or not uh, getting early, getting wedded as early or not uh, buying homes as early or, you know, settling down and spending this money and not doing this and this, that and the other. And so there's so much that is different for how we process uh thoughts and emotions just our psychological experience is so different from the generations before us and so that also comes out in interaction with the different um folks in your family you know what i mean so it's not only like the biological stuff it's not only the history of your family but the the generational setting or generational backdrop absolutely makes a difference. And it definitely can provide challenge in interaction, you know. So again, in another way, I feel like familial relationships have taught me the power of acceptance, the power of boundaries, and um really the power of authenticity authenticity um and embracing other people's authenticity, you know, I think millennials have such a romantic idea around self-love, self-esteem, self-this and passion and all of these concepts that are like mm, semi there for Gen X, um, but definitely further for like the baby boomers <laughs> and those before them, you know what I mean? So it it's it's, it's interesting. Um, and then you have other kind of relationships, right? You have work relationships, business relationships, communal relationships. Like there's so many. So all that to say, um, when we take the time to think about how our interactions with other people shape us, I feel like that really gives another layer of insight into who we are and how we operate and to me it's important to take that time it's important to take the time to look at the relationships we have how do we nurture them how do we show up how do they pour into us how have they impacted us how do we impact other people you know it's easy to think about how other people impact us it's not as easy to always think about how we impact other people you know and whether that's positive, negative or neutral, it's it's worth assessing, it's worth reflecting on. So, I'm very excited for this series. Um I have a range of folks that I will be chatting with. And again, if you've already <laughs> listened to the first episode, that's totally cool. I hope now you can go back to it and listen to it with other eyes ears awareness um and just enjoy it so thank y'all again for tapping in and supporting i hope that you've been enjoying the content and as always feel free to follow me um on instagram the underscore be underscore life Um, feel free to follow the Facebook page feel free to shoot me an email shoot me a message shoot me a question even shoot me a topic uh, that you would like me to dive into all right y'all that's all for today Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Handle at the T H E underscore B E underscore life. Also, have a Facebook page. All my products are available online on Amazon, but they're also listed on my website. Hope that you move forward in your day, in your week, feeling connected to yourself and grounded. Hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening don't forget seek to shift seek to grow seek to be you until next time be well